the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey everyone, good morning. I am so excited about today's show and so excited about my life right now. Um, So I today am probably potentially going to commit the biggest faux pas that I could possibly commit on the radio, but I think you'll be okay with it. So I think most people know that last week I shared that I am on the list to, well, I'm in the process of potentially adopting a child. Uh, I'm acquiring the child through Los Angeles County Foster Care. And the way the process works is that you go through all these classes and a social worker came to my house four times. And, and now as of this past Thursday, I'm on the list. So that means that at any moment, my phone could ring. I could, Uh, literally have a three-minute phone call and poof, be a mom within three hours. Literally, they will call me with the situation. Like, they know the kind of child that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a newborn girl. Uh, So when they acquire a newborn girl, they will call me, tell me the situation with, you know, why she was taken away, whether she's been affected by drugs, anything like that. And then I literally have three minutes on that phone call to say yes or no. Uh, So it's quite crazy, but uh, I will need to answer the phone in this next hour if that happens. So if that happens, we will go to commercial break. It probably won't happen, but under any other circumstances, I would never answer my phone during a radio show. But given that I think I told you all that have it all and doing this show was the reason that really sparked me to take that action now, um, because that really is my one bucket list item that I've not done. Uh, I think you'll probably forgive me. So heads up on that. And then I wanted to let you know that I have this amazing guest today who has overcome so many obstacles. And I'll give you her full bio in a minute. But uh, the show in that way is a little different too because she has alternative healings to tell us about. And I'm super into that. I know I don't really share it a lot Uh, Some of the things that I've done, but I'm going to give you a little rundown of a couple things that I think have changed my life. Um, So it's going to be to some quote out there a little more than usual, but I'm so excited to share this stuff with you because it can make a big difference in lives. So the first thing that I wanted to tell you was, I think everybody knows by now that I was in a car accident two years ago and I literally thought that I was okay right after it. Um, I mean, they put me in an ambulance and took me to the hospital, but I really, when the doctor told me that I wasn't going to be able to work out for a little while, I was like, what does that mean? Like how long, you know, thinking like it was a week or so. And, um, he was like, I don't know. And I literally panicked. So long story short, it turns out that I had a traumatic brain injury and, Um, for a year, every single day I had headaches and I was kind of, you know, 
kind of not putting all of this on Facebook because I was in the deep throes of like the pain and all of those things. And I was posting some, but not posting my full life. And then fast forward last July. So like, what is that? 10 months ago? Um, I went to a neurologist because I still had a headache every day. And the neurologist told me that I would never work again, meaning I would never be able to do an hour long radio show, meaning that I would never be able to do my speaking engagements again and all sorts of things. And you can imagine, I mean, I think everybody knows that I am just out there going. I barely slept like I can when I was on the cruise ships, I was only sleeping like four hours a night um, for 28 days straight. And that's always who I've been like, I don't need a lot of sleep. I have a ton of energy. And so to be told that I should, she, I was literally handed four prescriptions, told that I should shut my brain down and basically like be a vegetable in my own house um, in order for my brain to heal or I would sink into a deep depression. Well, that conversation sunk me into a little bit of a depression. Um, at that time, I went home, I filled the prescriptions and then I just sat there like looking at them crying going, I can't do this. This is not me to numb myself. And she was like, get a lawyer and, you know, all of that. And I'm like, this is so not me. Like, there's no way that I'm not going to be able to write another cookbook and do all these things. So I started searching for alternative healers. And I found this thing called neurofeedback. Uh, And it actually, I started last December. And by... February, uh, like the headaches, they weren't gone, but I didn't have a headache simply because I woke up in the morning and I still have a tough time working out, uh, which has been a real struggle for me for obvious reason, but I do play tennis and I do do a lot of those things for a much shorter period of time. I still have, um, a super pain when I put my hair in a ponytail and things. But what I wanted to tell you is sometimes, you know, we hear of these alternative treatments And it's like, whoa, that's way out there. And we're not open to them. But I wanted you to really open your mind today because, as I said, like the thought of um, taking four prescriptions and just giving up because some doctor told me to uh, just wasn't going to work for me, number one. And in the past, I'd done some other things that, again, I'd like to reveal just to really get you on board with this. But... I think about four or five years ago, I was having major hip pain, like crazy hip pain when I was running. And you guys know that I did my 365 day challenge where I had us all run at least a mile a day or walk if you couldn't run. And the goal was to literally complete 365 miles. Well, when I was just living my normal life, I didn't have hip pain. But when I was trying to run or do anything strenuous, I would. And I went to one doctor and they told me that I needed surgery. So I went for a second opinion and I was told again that I needed surgery. And they said that it would be this procedure where they had to like cartilage had pulled away from the bone and they needed to like put it back. So the only way to do that was with surgery. Well, meanwhile, I met this woman who was she did this thing called no lipo lipo where it was like this hardcore massage to get rid of cellulite. It wasn't like a medical procedure per se. It was literally just massage, nothing invasive. And so of course being in Hollywood, I'm like, I'll give that a try. And I did it and it actually really helped some, but I also felt like she gave me a couple other tips, which were to skin brush every day, which I think is miraculous. And also 
to drink green tea every morning. So I started doing both of those practices. And then when I stopped going to her, I realized that the green tea and the skin brushing were much more effective than even this massage stuff. But just the fact that she had those tips, she had me, she told me about this guy who is like a spiritual healer and you pay him $400 for an hour session, but he allegedly had gotten rid of all of these ailments that people had. Well, honestly, I couldn't really have hip surgery because, you know, to to be on crutches on a plane when I was traveling and I, I think I was in the middle of a book tour or something and I'm like, there's no way that I can be doing that, I just have to stop running. So I'm like, you know what? $400 is a lot less painful than surgery. I'm uh, super dicey when it comes to needles. I hate all that stuff. So I'm like, I'm just going to try it. What's the worst going to happen? I throw away $400. So I did it. I kid you not. I never got hip surgery and I run again. Now the accident is causing problems. So I can't run right now, but it had nothing to do with my hip. And all those times that I went to the biggest loser resort that you saw me doing that, I was able to do it. So that was amazing in my life. And then the other thing that I did that I haven't told people about was when I paint my walls in my, or in my house, I do feng shui based on the placement of the room, but now, granted, I'm not one of those people who will put a sofa in the middle of the room because they say to do it. Like, it's got to work. It's got to look aesthetically pleasing and feel good, but I definitely try to put the colors where they belong and, you know, do a lot of that. But before I paint my walls, I put paint in the color that I'm going to paint on the walls. So I just painted the baby nursery and I put things under the walls in paint called like loving home. And all of my girlfriends wrote a word that was a wish to the baby as this ceremonious, like cool thing that we did to know that the room is so full of love and so full of positivity. So some of you, as I said, might not be familiar with any of these kind of things. And who knows, maybe they do nothing, but the energy that they create in my life makes me feel so good. So I invite you to try things like this if you have not already. And to that extent, my guest today, her name is Belinda Farrell. She's the author of the book, Find Your Friggin' Joy. She graduated with a BA in Spanish and English from the University of California, Berkeley, and is trained in hypnotherapy, past life regression, NLP, which honestly, I'm excited to find out about because I'm not sure what that is, Hawaiian chanting, and ancient Hawaiian healing called Huna. Belinda trained with Anthony Robbins, the author of Unlimited Power, and has effectively used these skills in her own life. She's completed 18 firewalks. When she was 48, she collapsed with herniated discs and spinal nerve damage. Threatened with paralysis by her medical doctors if she didn't have surgery, Belinda instead chose to apply the ancient Hawaiian healing practices she's been learning the previous years before that, which which are covered in her book. Her back completely healed, including childhood scoliosis. For 15 years, she's been sharing these healing practices with others, offering reconnective healing and HUNA classes, and taking clients to Hawaii to teach HUNA and swim with wild spinner dolphins. Her book, Find Your Friggin' Joy, is available at Balboa Press, or th- uh, Amazon.com, and BarnesandNoble.com. Welcome, Belinda. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here. I love hearing your stories because they're so similar to mine. 
I know. You know what? The thing is, I think we, I'm sure you'll agree with this. We've all had struggles. And as I said, like I wasn't putting all of my pain on Facebook. I never came back from the doctor and put those things up because one, I didn't want anyone who might potentially hire me think that I wasn't capable of doing everything under the sun um, because I knew I would be again. I think so much of it is the positivity, but I would love to hear first, I know that you had a really, really trying time. So if you could just give us a really brief scenario of like the worst of the worst. (laughs) Where do I begin? I'm just saying 20 years ago, you know, I was also a stunt car driver and doing the firewalks with Tony Robbins led me to open up my psyche to think, well, gee, what, what, what could I do now that I've never done since I'm walking on 2,000 degrees of hot coals? What else can I do in my life? And what came up is that I wanted to drive a race car, and I didn't even know how to drive a stick shift. But somehow you have to go forward with that because your unconscious is saying, you know, this is possible. So I went and started um, finding a racetrack that I could get some experience, and it turned out that I had talent, and then I got hired, and then I got trained, and I had an almost 10-year career driving for car commercials and film. I would never have experienced that had I not listened to my gut feeling. But I was also an adrenaline junkie, so I did a lot of things (laughs) like you mentioned, (laughs) running and riding my bicycle and doing things. I never stopped. I never, and then I had hip problems. And then the side of my leg, I couldn't even drag it because it just, it stopped supporting me. And I tried everything, yoga, everything. And at the time, I was going to Hawaii and learning about this ancient Hawaiian healing and how to forgive ourselves and how to bring down our higher self. And it made sense to me, and I was doing the forgiveness process, which is amazing and very simple. All you have to do is during the day when you start to feel low or depressed or insignificant or unloved is you just say the words, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. Just those four phrases. And what the divinity of yourself comes in and neutralizes the perception that you have with whatever is connecting you to that perception, allowing you to see that through your eyes. And it changes the way that you look at it, and then it creates something higher, something much more divine. It fills it in with light and with love and with acceptance. And if you start doing that during the day, you don't even know why you're, you're doing it or for the things that you're doing it for, but you're just... You're just saying those words, I love you, I forgive you, forgiving yourself for holding on to those perceptions. And Would you mind repeating it, exactly what the yeah. phrases are? Because I'm sure some people want to write that down. Can you right. and tell it's us also exactly? in my book, you know, it's all throughout my book, but it's just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. And you're saying this to your higher part of you, to the higher self of you. It's a self-forgiveness process. And as you do so, it neutralizes the way that you're looking at whatever happened to you. 
to the perpetrators or to the person that did something to you that is atrocious. That's why I call it like, how do we forgive the unforgivable? Well, you can't change what happened to you, but you can change the way that you're looking at it. And well, and I think, does. right, and this is so important because I do think that a lot of us, you know, when we're struggling with our weight particularly or struggling with anything, you know, and we beat ourselves up all day. And I've told this story numerous times that I used to wear a locket ring like that had a picture of myself in it when I was a little child because mm-hmm. the way we talk to ourselves is so insanely powerful. So to say like out loud, as you said, I forgive you. I'm sorry. I love you. Like all of those things really are tremendously helpful. Absolutely. I remember Tony, Tony Robbins used to call it transformational vocabulary. And we would just look at the way we were talking to ourselves. And most people literally loathe themselves or they don't feel they're worthy to be loved. And so they have to prove it and work really, really hard on the outside to to just show that they're worthy to be loved when really deep down, love is all there is. And we know that. The more that we love ourselves, then we present that picture to the world. And that is what heals the part that we're looking at, you know, through our eyes in the world. So loving yourself is probably the greatest thing that we can accomplish in a lifetime. It's absolutely true. You know what? We are a minute from break. So I would strongly encourage everyone to try that practice. I know we um, we don't think in some ways that we do loathe, our, loathe ourselves, but then there are times that I realize that I just said mean things to myself. So yeah. in the next couple minutes, I would love for people <clears throat> to really think about how many times a day you say things that aren't feeding your soul and that are negative. And when we come back, we're going to get so many more tips from Belinda. So stay tuned. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you want to transform your mindset to get more from life and enjoy more success, then don't just get motivated, be inspired. Listen as hosts James Dentley and Stephen Pierce take you on a fun, bold, and exciting adventure that will inspire you with ideas, stories, and success strategies to help you find your passion, live your dreams, and experience more happiness and success. Tune in to Be Inspired every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your future depends on it. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim? 
for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. I am back with Belinda Farrell. She is a former stunt driver, awesome adrenaline junkie woman who wrote the book, Find Your Friggin' Joy, and is now a healer. So I'm curious, Belinda, what made you write your book, Find Your Friggin' Joy? Well, I really didn't want to write a book. I had three CDs because I'm a Hawaiian chanter, so those are available on iTunes and on my website, and I thought that would be enough for me to leave, you know, my legacy. And then I had a reconnected healing session, which I also talk about in the book, and these are frequencies of, of just higher dimension, and they seem to accelerate your soul purpose. And after I had my reconnection done, I was told I was going to write a book, and then I just said, okay, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to write a book. But it was during the time that I was in just unimaginable grief because I had just lost my son. He had had some failed back surgeries and was on prescription drugs, and he took an overdose and um, took his life. He just couldn't stand the pain anymore. He saw me heal myself because I had back problems, horrible back problems, and I was told I was never going to walk again. And he, in fact, helped nurse me because I couldn't walk or do anything. And then he saw me heal completely, but he couldn't go through that process that, that I'm describing. It really takes, you have to want to heal yourself. You have to want to um, take action yourself and go inside and do the work. And he, he just couldn't do it, so he would just keep having the surgeries. And that's what eventually took his life. And the grief that I had from that and still have is, um, you know, it's just hard to even talk about it. Um, I didn't, I was doing the forgiveness process that I told you about earlier, saying I love you, I forgive you. I was doing that. I was trying to stay healthy for my daughter's sake. Um, But inside I was just really heavy with grief. And then I went to see this film. A friend of mine dragged me to see this film, and it featured Dr. Eric Pearl, who did the reconnection, and Dr. Bruce Lipton. And I saw Dr. Pearl heal this little child from Greece who had been in a wheelchair all of his life with cerebral palsy. He hardly, he didn't even touch the child. He just pulled the frequencies around him, and he did that for three sessions, the little boy was finally able to go out into a playground and run around like a normal child. 
and actually hold a cup in his hand for the first time. That was just a miracle to him. And when I saw it, I, it's the same feeling I had when I was introduced to Huna. I just knew that there was something true and wonderful that I had to process and to learn. So I came back home. I was so excited, and I got myself a reconnective healing session. All my grief was lifted. The, the practitioner didn't know. She didn't know a thing about me. She didn't know what I had lost. It's best not to know anything about the person when they come in. And I was on the table for about a half an hour. And when I got off, I felt lighter. My joy had returned to me. It was like a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so then I... Pardon? I, I was going to say, like, describe what happens. Well, I don't know. She never touched me. But the electricity in my body, or I mean, we're all frequencies. Everything was like moving and changing. What happens in a reconnective healing session is that the balance is restored inside of you. It it might be in the mental arena, emotional, physical, or spiritual, and the frequencies know where you are lacking, and that's why she doesn't, the practitioner is just part of the equation. There's your higher self, there's you, and then there's the frequencies, and so the frequencies... They go in and find what it is that you need, and they restore it back to you. And that's what they did to me. They restored my joy. Do you know if this is different than Reiki? Oh, I think a lot of people... Totally different. Reiki is tooted as an energy healer, but this, this has to do with dialing up your frequencies. And scientists have studied this process... They've, they've come on some of the lectures that Eric Pearl has, has given, and it's a total uh, restoration of the balance in your body. It's like it, it sends you out into a field of all possibilities. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing. I, I sometimes I'm in awe after I've done a session for someone of what they're going to receive. I don't really know what they're going to receive, but they're going to get something they're not even expecting. It's going to be something of a higher grade, a much higher level. It's interesting. So when I was talking about my hip injury, which I'm sure some people are like, yeah, right, with all of this, to be honest. Um, But I would really encourage people to open their minds because, as I said, I had two doctors tell me that I needed surgery. And I literally, the guy, like, pushed on various parts of me, like my stomach. And he was talking about, like, your spleen can do various different things. But he didn't manipulate my hip at all. So I was super shocked. Like, as I said, this woman who I'd trusted because she'd really helped me with other things, you know, was like, this guy's a miracle worker and whatever. And I'm like, you know what, even if it gets a tiny bit better, it's better than getting surgery, which I can't get anyway. And, you know, I'd talk to the doctors and they're like, it's not going to get, it's cartilage. So it's not going to get worse, but I'm not kidding. Like I was running seven miles after this on a regular basis. So again, you know, who knows, like maybe it's our beliefs, maybe it's whatever, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to throw away thousands of dollars over crazy things um, all the time. But in this particular instance, it just seemed so, like, valuable. Well, let me just add that after I stopped, you know, I, I stopped doing my stunt car work because I my back was so painful and I couldn't walk anymore. And so my insurance company dropped me. And so because I couldn't do any more jobs. 
And so I had no insurance, and then the doctors told me that I couldn't walk again unless I had surgery. So where was that money going to come from? So I had to rely on what I had was taught in Hawaii for those three years, how to access the higher self, how to clean out the pipeline from the past, how to, how to dissolve the way we're looking at things so that our desires can go up the pipeline to the higher self. And once the higher self gets the picture of what it is, see, I started seeing myself climbing trees again. So I, I not only pictured it, but I felt the emotion of excitement that I would have as I was climbing these trees because you have to have a good back to climb trees. And so the unconscious mind, which is running your body, when it gets that emotion and it's excited about that, it sends it up the pipeline to the higher self, which drops it down into your physical body. I don't know how it heals you because it would be like explaining physics to a two-year-old. But the higher self can heal anything. It can heal anything. Yes. What is Huna exactly? Like what are Huna classes? Huna means secret. And these were the ancient Hawaiian secrets of how the kahunas used to heal people. This was during a time that there was no mental illness on the islands. It was simple. There was just a lot of forgiveness so that people understood that you had to clean the inside in order to perform on the outside. See, here so we, we're so detached I, from our spirit. So if you know, I were to say, like, okay, I'm really struggling with my weight. I'm completely stuck. I am wide open to being a client with you. Um, and I want to go to Hawaii with you and experience the Huna classes. Like, what would happen? Well, we'd get started making plans for that. Because if you do a week with me in Hawaii... Um, we swim with the wild spinner dolphins in the morning, and they sure change your frequencies because of the sonar that comes through the water. It, everything is a frequency. Everything is a frequency, and most people are in a lot of fear, you know, or they're judging themselves based on just their body image. And that has to do with forgiving yourself for that and accepting yourself for who you are and becoming just more natural and more accepting, and things just change. You automatically change when you're in self-acceptance, and that's a lot of what the HUNA does. Um, there are symbols that you would learn. It's all about self-healing. HUNA is all about what you can do to heal yourself, whereas the reconnected healing, you, you do that to somebody else. I would it's, have, and, and we do reconnected healing in Hawaii as well. Well, I think it's interesting. So I'm sure for some people that sounds like, whoa, you know, like that's, again, I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful and say it's out there because I don't think so. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I think there's so many different practices that people can be doing just to bring it a little closer to people's understanding. I was going to say, you know, Tony Robbins, as you said, has people walk on fire as a whole meditative thing. And he did this TV show a few years back where he was having people having trouble in their marriage, jump out of planes. And he yeah, like he doesn't talk about that being an energy thing. And, you know, no. people do, but like that's really what it is. And then well, also. It, it, yeah, it is. Tony was my first teacher. When I got a divorce at 40, I didn't know where to go. I was full of fear. I was even afraid of the water. I hated water. And so now I swim with dolphins. Are you kidding me? 
they recruited me and taught me how to swim in the dream time. So I am the least likely person to be taking people out and swimming with the dolphins, but I do. I've been doing it for over 20 years. So I'm just saying the things that we're afraid of, you know, they have a backside too, a flip side. You never say never because you just don't know what you're capable of. You step out of the box. Honestly, that's where I was going like that. You know, I think we all look at Tony Robbins and we know that he's transformed lives and it seems a little more um, concrete until you break it down. And what I was saying was basically that that's the same thing in a different way. And I also had gone to this camp called Camp Powerment. Have you heard of that? Perhaps I, I think I have years ago, right? Yeah, both there and at Biggest Loser, when I was working on that, they did this thing where they'd have people climb to the top of a perch, basically. It was like this giant, um, like, log. And you were, like, way, way, way up in the gr- up in the sky. And, that. like... Tony had us do that at our initial... Yeah, at our... Right, and... And yeah. so you, you're harnessed in and, you know, you're right. super safe, but still you're literally like picture yourself standing on a log, like, I don't know, 15 feet in the air or well, probably even higher than that, more like 30 or 40 or something. I, I don't know feet, but, but up in the air and it would be amazing to watch people and the terror to yeah. be able to do it. And then once they did, I'll never forget this woman who I went to the camp and I was one of the experts And this woman, she was unpacking her bag. She was small, like maybe a size six tops. And she's unpacking her bag and putting all of her things on a shelf. And all of her clothes were black, brown, and camouflage. And she turned around, and I don't know what possessed me, but I'm like, you don't like your body, do you? And she looked at me, and she started crying. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, why did you say that? And I was like... Because you're gorgeous and all of your clothes are black and camouflage. And I've experienced that so much with clients that people who don't feel good about themselves, they wear dark colors, they're all baggy, they hide. When I was big like that, I wore men's flannels all the time, like, and baggy t-shirts, and I never wore girly clothes unless I absolutely had to, and even then it was, like, tense. And so she, as I said, she started crying. So as the week progressed... She literally revealed that her husband like kept telling her she had a great body. He loved having sex with her, but she never felt comfortable because of her body, even though he was so supportive. And then she literally, I kid you not, got the courage to go up on this log and like she jumped off and her whole life has changed. And it's crazy how something like that can make such a difference. Well, it's true. I mean, Tony had us do the same thing. We had to climb the pole, which was swaying in the wind, and then oh, we God. had to catch the trapeze as we jumped, uh-huh. off, and, then, and then they'd bungee jump you down to the bottom. And yeah. some people are stuck climbing the pole, some people are stuck standing up on the pole, and some people are stuck letting go, you know, yeah. just trusting and letting go that they'll be safe and they'll be, you know 
caught, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it is, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, our fears are what hold us, holds us back. But as much as I love Tony and I did all those things, I, I had to leave because I, he wasn't going deeper. And I needed to get into the unconscious and realize the connection that we have between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind and what drives us because you can only make changes at the unconscious level. Right. Totally so that's where the sense. HUNA study came in. I went to Hawaii. I started doing a master program in hypnosis. And then the kahunas came into the class and started teaching a little bit about the ancient Hawaiian practices that they had. And then I started to read the books by Max Freedom Long, who was a teacher there who came in about 1917 just to teach. And then he saw the kahunas doing these phenomenal healing uh, practices. And so nothing was written down. Nothing. So he decided... We have to jump to a break right now. I'm so sorry. This could be my call, and we're about to break anyway. So stay tuned, everyone. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. 
Hey everyone, so sorry about that. Okay, so I'm not a mom yet. Um, I have no idea why I got a phone call that no one was on the other line. It's kind of scary. Um, but, well, not really scary, but, you know, it's just, it was inopportune timing during this show. So I apologize. Uh, and as I said, I would never normally answer the phone during a radio show. But receiving a child is a pretty, pretty big life-altering deal, so I thought you would all be okay with it, and it just happened to be conveniently located by the time we were um, about to go to break in 30 seconds. Anyway, so I am back with Belinda Farrell, who is uh, telling us about healing. Her book, Finding the Friggin' Joy, has gotten amazing reviews on Amazon, Uh I think Belinda, you have. I love your chapter titles: "The Magic" and "The Search for the Missing Link." Sissy's turn back. My transformational journey. Uh, what is the plaque of your soul? I would actually love to to talk about that a little bit. What is the plaque of your soul? What? How? Well, when when we give these opinions about ourselves and they hurt us and they're negative, the Hawaiians called that aka. And it's like a, like a film strip, like a tape, like a string. In fact, the Bible even talks about the webs we weave around ourselves. It was, again, they're, they're just webs of negative thought forms. And if you don't dissolve them, and if you don't let go of them, they will accumulate. And I call it the plaque of what, you know, builds up on your teeth, because I'm always going to the dentist to have my plaque taken off. So this is the plaque of the soul because it squashes the organs and your unconscious mind is running your body. You're not telling your heart to beat. You know, your cells are dividing. You get a new liver, a new Deepak Chopra tells us, you know, that our whole body is, you know, changed within a year and we haven't done anything to move it along. It just does it automatically through the unconscious. So right now, based on the blueprint you have, it's running your organs. But if you get angry all the time or if you're upset at yourself all the time, then it's telling the unconscious to create a chemical that will bruise your heart muscle. So it's actually doing the things you're telling it to do. We, we have a pharmaceutical company right inside ourselves. And if we know how to run it, if we know how to operate it, then we can create some amazing drugs and chemicals on our own. In fact, interleukin-2 is a drug that is charged to kidney cancer patients at like $40,000 a pop. And you can make, yeah, you can make interleukin-2 yourself when you get excited and have a a lot of fun. Like if you go to Disneyland and you take a, a ride that really is thrilling, you're creating millions and millions of interleukin-2. Wow. Well, you know, this, I mean, on a very base level, I always tell people, if you're going to eat something, um, like no matter what you're eating, you should never uh, tell yourself, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. And I know so many of us fall into that trap. I know when I was overweight, I did that. It was Mm -hmm. like, I would decide to have the piece of chocolate cake. And then as I was eating the chocolate cake, I would be like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. And now I do the exact opposite. If I'm having that piece of chocolate cake, which everyone knows I have from time to time because I'm the biggest sweet tooth, I literally... As I'm eating it, I'm like, this is so good. I am enjoying this. I deserve this. And I really embrace the cake 
Because I believe that our thoughts are so strong, and it sounds like you'll agree with this, that if you're saying I shouldn't, I shouldn't, as I do, it will actually stick to me and weigh me down and make me feel bad. Whereas if... Right, that's why they say grace or some kind of blessing before you eat your food if you're in a restaurant because you don't know who prepared it. You don't know what energy they put into that food. If they were sad, they'll put sadness into the food. If they're angry, they put anger into the food. So you're neutralizing it by doing a little blessing. Oh, interesting. I always I always thought that was more religious, and I always put love into my food. But yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Well, there's, there's a lot of chefs out another there. Another reason you should do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny, really. So, like, <laughs> if you were going to—that's interesting. So, if you were going to say grace in a restaurant, um, would it be different than a typical religious? No, you just say, you know, thank you for this food, or say it under your breath, or you're just putting your hands over your own food. You don't have to make a big deal of it. <clears throat> just um, again, neutralizing what went before you. You know, mm-hmm. that's why they say. You know, that meat has a lot of fear in it because the animals, you know, are being led to slaughter and they're afraid. And so all this fear goes into the meat before they get slaughtered. And then you eat the meat if you're a meat eater. Oh, interesting. Everything is energy. Everything is energy. Even your walls have energy. As you know, you had people write things in the paint underneath the, the, the sane in your room. Everything has energy. Right. No, I, it is funny. I mean, that might sound silly to people, but I'm not kidding you. So I, when I, the first time I did that, the first time I heard about it, it was in part because, you know how paint colors all have names? So... I remember there was one that was called like restless or something. And I was going to put it in my bedroom and I was like, do I want a paint color called restless on my bedroom walls? And that's when, yeah, it didn't seem like a good idea, but that's when a feng shui practitioner told me that if you just paint on the walls, the words that you want. And back at the time, it was super funny because I put on my bed, like I literally, it looked like graffiti in my apartment and someone else was or it was a condo actually, and someone else was painting it. But over the dining room table, I literally wrote Food Network Ready because that was the career area. And then in my bedroom, I wrote romantic gestures and all these great things. And it was really funny because the painters came in and they must have thought I was just a nut job, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Especially because I was also feeding that, like when I have workers come to my house, I always give them muffins or juice or whatever, you know, depending the time of the day, we offer them brownies. And so my girlfriend who was helping me design, she's like, they are never going to stop talking about you. (laughs) Uh, But so I had all these things. And then weirdly, I kid you not, like not three weeks later, that's when I got my offer from Food Network for a pilot. And it was funny because what I'd written in the messaging was Food Network Ready. And it turned out that I never took the pilot. And it was kind of a long story why it didn't work out. But I was like, I should have put Food Network booked. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the universe just turns it around and gives you what you need anyway. It's true. You know, the other thing for people struggling is my girlfriend, actually, you know, I talked about the clothing thing and my girlfriend made me get rid of all of my man t-shirts and made me promise never to have like wear them again. Uh, <laughs> And 
and she, but you know what? You chuckle, and it's funny because I'm sure people have been chuckling through this episode, going, "Wow, this is you know a little too much for me." Maybe like I'm sure some people are probably ready to call you and you know go to Hawaii with you, and I am looking forward to you getting those phone calls. And then yeah. others, as you said, who kind of have lived a more conservative, sheltered life and who have never tried any of these things, even including the like like totally scarfing the chocolate cake in a you know like more sensual way I guess is the best way to put it so you know you're chuckling at my t-shirts but the funny thing is to this day even when I get a free t-shirt I say thank you very much I don't allow that for me and it's funny because I do have a couple honestly men's t-shirts because that but I don't wear them they're in a drawer next to the other side of my bed for when I have a boyfriend seriously because that's another energetic thing like I I literally had a boyfriend last year like he came over in a you know suit type I mean not suit but like a dress shirt and jeans and we went for a walk and he was super sweaty and kind of embarrassed because we didn't think it was that hot out when we went and he lived you know like a half hour away and wasn't going to go home and change but it was kind of uncomfortable on an early date And then um, I was like, oh, I have a T-shirt. He's like, you're not going to have a T-shirt that fits me. And I'm like, actually, I do. I got this, you know, (laughs) I did. I uh, had like Kind Bar actually gave T-shirts out. And then one night I did a Wilson racket demo at my uh, tennis club and they gave out this cool T-shirt. So I like collect those for boyfriends. I mean, like I don't have a whole pile. I just have two that I really like that are soft that are, you know, so if a guy, even if he's six, five comes over, he has an extra large t-shirt. If God forbid he'd spilled something or we went on a walk and he was sweaty and uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) but again, like for me, like I don't put those on except the only exception is if I'm at a boyfriend's house and I've spent or, and I'm like spending the night or something, then I'm allowed to wear his t-shirt. Cause that's like, that's kind of sexy, but Sure. Otherwise, um, you know, I stay out of them. Like if I don't feel good enough about my, like the commitment that I made to myself at that time was if I don't feel good enough about myself to wear tight clothes, I need to, or not tight, but you know, fitted, then I need to fix that. Um, not, you know, you know what, Devin, also with the forgiveness process every night before you go to bed, You can forgive yourself. You can neutralize the way you're looking at yourself. I have people look down below them like they're up on a platform looking down on a stage and they're making, they're bringing out like their mother and father very, very tiny. They're putting down an image of themselves, very tiny, ex-boyfriends. There's a whole slew of characters there that you have courted yourself during the day or during your lifetime. And then when you say, you know, I love you, I'm sorry, I forgive you, thank you, and then you take a cutting instrument and you spin it around you or shake your shoulders and watch them float away. That image of you, that old image of you where you said those things, that just floats away. All of your old perceptions float away and you're back at square one again and you will feel so much better because you're starting over. It's always starting over again. It's a self-forgiveness process. It, you know, it's so interesting because I sometimes think, and I was one of these people, I would have trouble uh, standing up for myself 
And Mm -hmm. this is when I was overweight. And even I would have guys who didn't necessarily treat me great. And I would be okay with it. And then someone said, you know, in theory, you're dating someone because you want to have a future child with them. So picture these behaviors that they're doing to you. And would they be okay if you had a five-year-old with them and that little girl had expectations of things that she deserved, like, is that okay? So, like, in L.A., people are like, oh, you know, it's L.A., like, people are flaky and blah, 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 and, like, suggesting that you have to settle for that. And for me, like, sometimes it would be okay, but then when I think, would it be okay if this little girl, like, expected her dad to show up for her ballet recital and he said he was going to be there and then he wasn't like he came an hour late because he was quote working and would this same executive who was a big deal ever show up for a business meeting an hour late no so it's interesting because for people who are having trouble uh really you know getting others to behave toward them in a way they want a good check is am i being a princess am i just expecting money or like you know, material things and, you know, being a jerk myself, or are these things that I truly should be able to expect for the father of my children to treat my child that way? And it's a really good sort of, you know, level. Right. I mean, if you don't respect yourself, you can't, I mean, how do you expect them to respect you? You have to demand that respect. Right. And as I said, I think it's hard sometimes for women particularly to really, you know, they're like, oh, my friend's boyfriend's late too. Or, oh, you know, it's just LA. People are like that or whatever. I mean, I had a guy argue with me that he he's like, what's the big deal? We were just hanging out. And it's like, but I waited for you for a half hour. Like I was, you know, I could have been doing something else, um, you know, and they and they really don't see it. And I'm like, I just don't think that we're a match. And then they, you know, want to deem me high maintenance. But I'm like, mm, you know, I, I you know, it's kindness. It really is yeah. kindness. I have a wonderful partner and he is so kind. I yeah. mean, he just treats me like a, a queen. I mean, it's it's just all the time because he's concerned about my feelings, and he's just one in a million, I think, because I'd never had anybody like that before, and it's just very um, special. I had to wait a long time to get him. Yes, it's it does but seem that happens, but yeah, there. I know, I know, they're out there. There's at least one out there. He just hasn't found me yet. He must be really bad with directions. Ha! Well, that's true. He's looking. He's looking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have to wrap up in a couple minutes here, but um, how do people find more information about you? Well, my website is hunahealing, H-U-N-A healing.com, and there in that uh, it'll have the spiritual journeys, the Hawaii trips for next year, um, different things in my calendar of where I'm going to be here in Southern California. I'm sorry, not Southern. I was just in Southern uh-huh. California. But um, where I'm going to be here in Northern California and everything about my book and how to order the CDs or to get an MP3 of the chants. So Tuna Healing is where they'll find me. 
Awesome. And uh, yeah, I am going to look. I'm so curious about the retreats. If I'm being honest, I'm going to bust myself here. I'm actually afraid to swim with dolphins. I'm, oh, I, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I was so afraid of the water. You would never find me in the water. And then the dolphins started coming in my dreams, and they started teaching me how to swim. And I'd go out there. I mean, you are just, it, it will change your life forever. I mean, you will, and then I swam with the whales in Tonga, and that was in itself something that just turns you inside out. It's just the most amazing feeling. It expands your consciousness. It's like you don't have any problems anymore. There are no problems once you've swum with these creatures because you're on just a, a higher a higher etheric level. It's just amazing. It's like you look at the world and you see all the things that are going on in the world, but you know how you are inside and you look at it with different eyes. Wow. It's amazing. Really, it's incredible. Yeah, it's a way to, <sighs> a uh, way to well, get along in the world, I guess, without being a part of it, but just adding your essence to it. Because, you know, it's like there's a lot of darkness out there. And so you provide that light that we need to balance that and to obliterate that light. Well, that sounds absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, Belinda. I'm going to head over to hunahealing.com. And uh, everybody, make sure you join me next week. Thanks again. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.